happy weekend, Paige. Why, thanks, Manny, and thanks for taking my practice this morning. You want me to thank you for what? Dropping a dirty bomb on my life? Practice went awesome without you, and if you ask some of us, that wasn't a coincidence. You told Hazel when you swore that you wouldn't. I thought she knew, okay? Chill. Don't use your outdated slang on me. I doubt that your mouth is even connected to your tiny, shriveled, boy-obsessed brain. I'm the dumb one? Who still hasn't figured out not to chase older guys? Guys so out of her league, it's not funny. Mm, that's big words from a girl who picks up my leftovers. Could you be more self-obsessed? All you think about is your own butt, which probably does require a lot of thought, given that it's huge. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show that is mature for its age. Gross. Uh, yeah, but we are. We're look. A lot of podcasts don't make it this many episodes. Listen, we're on season four, and it's been a year. So I, know, I think that makes us literally mature for, for our age. Yeah, we were talking about this. We'll we'll get into the programming notes of it all afterwards. But yes. Yeah. Look at all these episodes we've covered, Evan. Look how far we've come, the, Nick. This is our kingdom. <laughs> Every episode that we have recapped is our kingdom and, to rule over and when we get to the end of the show we're gonna do the what is it the alexander the great he cried because there were no more episodes to cover <sighs> yes i will cry and I'll, also i'll never talk to you again <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be a wrap that's a wrap uh i am evan goodrich i'm nick sahoya we do this podcast it's so fun it's so fun um and these episodes well you know, kind of fun. I like the second one a lot. I like the second one a lot. I do. This is the first one. Well, unfortunately, we had to cover the first one first. It's not the worst thing in the world. I don't think we're in, like, the dregs of Degrassi. I've seen much more boring episodes, much more confusing plots. But this first one, let's just get right into it. It's not my favorite, but it's fine. Uh, season four, episode 17, Queen of Hearts, named after the song by Juice Newton. Newton. Oh, yeah. That's a person's name. That's a person. Wow. Uh, uh, she, you know, the song's pretty catchy. I was singing it before we started recording. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't hear you. Really? Were you singing it so quietly? <laughs> I was singing it. <laughs> I was, I, you know. Uh, I Sing out, Louise. Uh, you know, actually, I don't remember the melody. Now. Okay. <laughs> it's completely, it's a queen of, I, no, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm thinking of two of hearts I'm now. also thinking of two of hearts. But it's not, it's playing with the, oh, no, now I know. Playing with the queen of hearts. You know one ain't really smart. Is it country? No one that ain't really smart. Uh, no, I don't think so. That's just your. your I'm probably just putting a twang your on it. Western twang. My my over. Arkansan, not my Southern twang. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, fun song. Um, and I guess we're calling this episode Queen of Hearts because because cards. They are playing cards. Because euchre. Great connection there, Evan. I yeah. didn't, I didn't think of that, but that's, I think you're right. That is the only connection between <laughs> these two things, but that's fine. I want to talk. Enough. Uh, so Ellie's getting ready. It's the morning, you know. She's living alone. Yeah, so we're back with Ellie, who is living on her own since Sean fucked off back to Wasega Beach mm -hmm. to live with his parents. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> but <laughs> she uh, still has her beloved parrot, 
pet ferret. Pet ferret. <laughs> pet ferret. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller is not a, a parrot, but he ferret, can ferret, talk. Ferret Bueller. <laughs> He's a talking... Never mind. Hmm? I made a little funny that he could talk <laughs> like a parrot can. Oh, yeah. no. No, it's not true. I was just... I was doing a little goof. We can continue. <laughs> I, I Ferret Bueller, that's cute, right? It is cute. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Ferret Bueller had probably 10 seconds of total screen time. Do well... You, do you think they realized that it was just hard to have a ferret on set? Well, you know what they say. They're like, don't work with kids or animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know... Well, th- this is Degrassi. That's both. <laughs> that's right. That's why they're like, we already got the kids. We don't need to bring animals into the fray. Ferret aside, I want to talk about Ellie's landlord, because I think he might be the worst actor of all time. <laughs> Oh, yeah? I, th- I was fascinated. <laughs> I was like, how did he get this part? <laughs> Who did his wardrobe? He looks like just like Mr. Clean. You know? <laughs> he is serving if Mr. Mr. Clean yeah. and Powder had a child, you know, this is what he was giving. Who's Powder? Powder, the little boy. He's like a little powdered colored boy and he has psychic powers. You don't what? know this movie? <laughs> what? Powder. Powder. Look the powder colored boy. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's the tagline of the movie, Powder, the powder colored boy. But yeah, he's like a very white boy, and he has psychic powers. Huh. Is it, when, when is this movie from? 90s. I think it might be one of those things that's like, it's not Stephen King, but it's like kind of pretending to be is Stephen King. Is it like King. horror? No, I think the people are mean to Powder because he's so white, and because of his magic psychic powers. So this is Carrie. Redux. Mm, yeah, I would say it's less interesting than Carrie. <laughs> I think his main power is like, so there's this Powder. scene where Powder is like near, I think there's like a hunter who like shot a deer and he touches the deer who's dying and he touches the hunter so that the hunter feels what it feels like for the deer to die. So he teaches a hunter oh, he's compassion. He like empath powers. <laughs> as an empath. Radical. As an empath. That's, that's every scene in Powder starts with, as an empath. <laughs> uh, so this landlord, he looks like Powder. Yeah, he does apparently. look like um, Powder. Uh, yeah, apparently he has no problem with a 17-year-old tenant. No problem with Living that. alone, as but long Sean as she pays was, rent on time. Sean was even younger when he got the place, right? Yeah, he was like 16. Oh, but it was his brother's first, so... Yeah, so it's like, I guess it's like, I don't know, the transitive property of (laughs) apartments. Um, But my favorite bad line, and believe me, all of his lines are completely inhuman. Um, My favorite line is when she reveals that the ferret... No, we gotta... gotta, Okay, well, you say it it then, I'm sorry. So um, she's talking to her landlord, Mr. Clean, and (laughs) the lamp behind her starts flickering, and she's like... Oh, yeah, my ferret, he loves chewing on electrical wires. <laughs> you know she, how ferrets are. You know how ferrets be. And then she goes to investigate, and Bueller is no more. Yeah, but we skimmed over my favorite line, which is, You got a ferret in here? <laughs> do, do you remember when he said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That was the, probably the exact delivery, I would say. You got a ferret in here? Yeah, um, well, not like... she doesn't have any more. <laughs> Yeah, problem solved. Uh, R.I.P. Bueller, gone too soon. Do we do a canon for Bueller? No, we absolutely do not. Why not? Because he's not... We have established the rules for canons. What are they? You have to be a a cast member in the title sequence. I think that's... I think that's pretty specious criteria you're telling me if amy dies we're not going to give her a canon <laughs> absolutely not i love amy <laughs> we already we are amy's already gone what yeah we should have done a canon 
stand for? No, her. because she's not in the title sequence. She's uh-huh. not. She's not a credited main cast member. This stresses me out existentially. Speaking of um, main uh, cast members and title sequences, Dan Woods, aka Radich, is still very much in the credit sequence for this. Oh yeah, but he's not in any more episodes ever. No, not no, never again. Nope. <laughs> they, I guess. I mean, I guess they really couldn't cut him out of the credits because what if they just blurred wait, his face? Is he still really? Is he really still in the credits? Yes, because <laughs> I made note of it. He's with Sean, who's also no longer no, on the show. No, they did. No, you're thinking of they did a reshoot for this season where the camera just turns to Radich and he's alone and he's kind of like, "Hey, don't film me," and he kind of pushes the camera away. Mm, cool, because it used to be like Sean was like yeah with a, like a spray paint can, mm-hmm. and then like it shows Radish like <laughs> and Radish is like, uh, you better not. He's like, don't do that. Don't be a bad boy there, Sean. But the, so they cut out Sean, but they left Radish. Yeah, I mean they didn't they didn't like deep fake Sean out of the shot. They did a new shot with Radish. <laughs> they didn't. Are you sure they didn't just cut away sooner? I, uh, hmm. I'm pretty sure they just cut away sooner. I don't. Think okay, they... wait. You're right because they didn't share the screen before. right it goes it, it the, swoops it over. Pans over so they kept that they kept him is sean not in it either maybe sean's in it i don't know continue i'm gonna actually i'm actually gonna investigate while you recap this so okay so getting into this episode the me <laughs> um so we see ellie marco alex jimmy and craig they're all playing Euchre, which is their new favorite pastime as of this episode. Yes. I mean, it has been established that kids at this school like Euchre from the Wet Dream episode, if you recall. Mm. That was the first mention of Euchre. But yeah, now all of a sudden it's like sweeping the campus. Yeah. It's a frenzy. And uh, I'm like, so Euchre, have you ever played it? I, okay, I am not sure. I think I might have played it in college because I went to school in Michigan and it's really big in the Midwest and Canada. Okay, interesting. I think it's like the commonality there. Okay. It's big in this, in the Midwest and- Because uh, I never heard of Ontario. any of this shit. Like this was all completely nonsense to me. So, I don't remember any of these. All the rules, I was like, this, I <laughs> maybe never played it because I'm like, I don't remember any of this, but I feel like I probably like was an onlooker at one point in college. It, like literally every rule it was like Blurns Ball and Futurama it just seemed like they were making <laughs> up a new rule to be funny <laughs> yeah god I was just like I was trying to keep up with like what was I was learning but I was like I either A you guys are not explaining this well or I'm just like a big dummy and I like I need this I need to be Evan, there you're not a big dummy mm. don't talk down about yourself Evan, you're a smart, smart boy. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. I give you a gold star. I put it on your paper. I mean, <laughs> could someone who wasn't a genius be a host on this podcast? <laughs> no, we are mm. the two smartest people in uh, Los Angeles. That's how we got this show. <laughs> so, okay, so Ellie is relaying the news of Bueller's death to um, all her friends who ex- uh, who give her, like, varying levels of sympathy. Yes. Alex is like, you named your ferret Bueller. But that they act like that's such a mean I know, thing like, to say. They're like, it's like she's like, appreciating have the a joke, heart, Alex. <laughs> and it's like I think it's fine. She had this ferret for what two months? Yeah, and again, we d- truly I think ferret Bueller is in two shots, like the like yes. two setups. <laughs> yes, he's at the end of that one episode when he gets introduced, and, and he's in the beginning frame. of yeah. this episode, <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> so Marco tries to arrange a uh, ferret funeral for Ellie, which is adorable mm-hmm. um but sean's still there sean's still there and radich wow boom they're both still there huh yep. sorry continue hmm so okay uh ellie already has plans for the night uh instead of being able to have her favorite funeral which is dinner with her mom so she can get that sweet sweet rent money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
but she doesn't want to. She's like dreading the dinner with her mom. Who wouldn't? Because you'd love dinner with. Oh, Ellie's believe mom. me, believe me, I would be there <clears throat> if I could put on like a red wig with pigtails and go there and pretend to be Ellie. I would do it. Yeah, you you'd have a little kai kai. Not Kai Kai Kiki. Oh <laughs> Got a Kai Kai with Ellie's mom. <laughs> a key. A key. Look, I'm an out and proud slut, but I have my. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you couldn't handle her. She's too much woman for you. <laughs> yeah, she's too much woman for me. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile, Paige wants to have a little date, a little Kai Kai. Oh my God, stop! We're not going to say Kai Kai anymore. This episode is what's happen. <laughs> with her with her new beau, Mister O. Because yeah. they're a fish now, right? They are a full fish. They are I don't full like, fish. I don't like any of this. Um, Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, well, once again, uh, we cannot stress this enough. Uh, he is her teacher. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, I want it in my house. And Paige is trying to keep it on the DL, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, even around Manny. But Manny's, like, obviously sees through. Manny, it. Well, Manny witnessed them in a moment of intimacy. Right. So she's the only one who knows for sure at this point. Right. Uh, but, like, Paige is still trying to, like, keep it from her. And then Manny's like, okay, so obvious. Yeah. She literally says, so obvious. Well, when they're at the bulletin board, and again, once again, Mr. O is taking conservatively <laughs> 10 minutes to, <laughs> to put, put to up pin something into a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also thought that was really funny that um, when Manny walked up and started talking to Paige, Mr. O was like, oh, um, yes, uh, thank you for um, helping me with the bulletin board. Just walk away. It doesn't matter. And Paige is like, and thank you, Mr. O, for your help on my assignment last night. You are so bad at this. You are, like, honestly, several times within this episode, I wrote, they are so bad at keeping the secret. This is not going to last very long. (laughs) And guess what? I was right. (laughs) But we'll get to that. We'll get there. So, okay, so at dinner... Uh, Ellie has absolutely nothing to say to her mother beyond asking for a check, mm-hmm. um, and which is pretty shitty. It's honestly. pretty shitty. Um, her mom is doing her best, and again, we obviously love this actor who plays Ellie's mom. A character. <laughs> she doesn't get to have quite as much campy fun this episode. Well, no, because she's she, cause she's a uh, you know she's on the straight and narrow. Yeah, she's at a different point in her journey. But <laughs> to the actor's credit, I think she does nail ev- everything that is asked of her. Yeah. So she's yeah. So she her, her mom tells Ellie that she's been in therapy and she hasn't had a drink since Ellie left, and she wants Ellie to move back in. And Ellie responds to this by saying that after this month, she'll never ask her for money again, and she storms out of there. But I will take this money. <laughs> She's like, I will take this money, <laughs> and no, no more. more. <laughs> and she, like, grabs her lasagna. And it's like, like the end of the jerk. <laughs> I don't need anything, except for this money and this lasagna. I don't need anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ellie's reaction is a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, she lost trust in a parent, uh, in a parental figure in a way that I can't, you know, comprehend or empathize with. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell her she's doing the wrong thing here, but it does seem like an extreme reaction. I, I don't know. I mean, she claims that she doesn't trust her mother when she says that she's changed, but like, I, I, I was like, I don't know, like, has her mother ever made an earnest effort to change before? Like, we don't have a sense of that this is like a pattern. You yeah, know? it's not like, oh, she's back. You let me down again. Yeah. It's like we like we feel like it seems that there is never this. This has never come to a head before this, you know. This yeah, season. it seems like since we've decided this is a problem, it's mostly been good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also just like, you're a high schooler. Stop throwing money away on rent. Live, <laughs> go back and live with your parents. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. I, I would love to have my own place in high school. That would have been fun. Uh, 500, I'm trying to think, 507, $540 for this 
one bedroom that she's renting. I mean, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. And, God, and the landlord you, doesn't give a shit. Could you, you can, imagine? Like, parties in there. You can do whatever. I, I, I don't know what the cost of a place in Toronto is these days, but 540 seems pretty sweet. That seems like a great deal. Yeah. Um, so, and that's Canadian. So that's like, I don't know. 700 of our dollars is that more or is it more less? is it more or less i think it might be less i don't understand currency i always forget because i'm like <laughs> australia is either more or less like one of them is more and one of them is less i think i think they're both less than us I don't or is know. australia more now i don't know we'll never know let's continue um so we then cut to ellie and marco paying their respects to ferret bueller yeah and the landlord comes out and he sees the grave and he says you got a <laughs> ferret in there? <laughs> that has not happened, but it would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's very aware of his <laughs> uh, his acting, and he wanted to do a callback. So uh, this, he stormed into the scene, and they left it in the edit. <laughs> this scene is still pretty ridiculous all, on its, its own. It's pretty silly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the show knows that it's kind of silly because yes. Marco is kind of like, because Ellie's like really going through it, and Marco's kind of like not on her level but is like trying to be sympathetic also like craig and jimmy were being like so judgy about alex it's like well you didn't show up to the the funeral right pay like, your where fucking are you? respect where's your heart? where are you yeah why haven't you guys made her a casserole <laughs> yes in mourning a pie perhaps a pie come on she needs to have something to munch on while she grieves so meanwhile Paige is <laughs> okay so Paige goes to meet Mr. O, and do you recall the outfit that she is wearing? Is this the pink cowboy hat? The first appearance okay, of, the pink, this of is, the pink cowboy hat? This I don't know if this is the first appearance, but this is... Okay, so the outfit is a pink cowboy hat. Okay. A, like, sort of, like, 2000-style, like, layered top. You know, they, they like, love to layer, like, tops on tops mm, back then. So yeah, it's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Khaki cargo pants. Yikes. And... High heel boots <laughs> that she can barely walk in. Like High she, heel boots. She is like. On is she going to a hoedown? What is I happening? Cargo pants. Pink cowboy hat. Khaki cargo pants. High heel boots. And then the I also nondescript can top. Can we talk about the cowboy hat? It looks like something you might like win at a fair for like five tickets. Well, it looks like it doesn't uh, look like fashion. <laughs> It looks I mean, like a prop or a toy. I mean, it's kind of giving Joanne. She wishes. Honestly, <laughs> she wishes. That's an exquisite cowboy hat. Don't you dare. Paige walks in. I'm respectful of so your dead diva. So could run. I'm respectful of your diva. You will not speak that way about Mr. Do you love? Do you like the Dead Ant album? I do. I actually think it's one of her better albums. Really? Yeah. Huh. Underrated. Uh, the duet with Florence from Florence and the Machine is hey, wonderful. Hey, girl. I love it. Hey, girl. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, like I John love her Wayne. sad songs. John Wayne's a great, John Wayne, John great song a fun one. and a great video. People don't give Gaga props for her videos anymore, but the John Wayne video is good. It's a, it's a good album. Everyone loved the Rain On Me video. What are you talking about? Everyone should. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Was it really? Yes. <laughs> it shows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it shows. Um, uh, this look is a boot. Yeah, I don't, li- I don't care for it. It's two it's, boots. It's a... It's a, it's a <laughs> Ew. Um, okay, so Paige tells Mr. O that they have to go because her boss, Miri, not Mary, Miri. Miri, we love Miri. Is looking for her to cover a shift, and Mr. O's logic is like, well, we could have been caught, so you should go to work instead. What the fuck was this plan? Why are you going on a secret date to your place of employment? I'm so bewildered by this. Yeah. What is the plan here? Yeah, I don't really understand the plan of uh, being, you know secret at the movie theater i don't know seems like a lot of your friends go there you're there constantly i don't know 
dead. Everyone is always at this movie theater. <laughs> um, but uh, go to a movie theater on the other side of town. Don't go to the movies. You know, go to a drive-in. Then you're just in your oh, car. Oh yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. Love a drive-in. Yeah. Um, also, Miri threatening to fire Paige if she doesn't cover a shift feels kind of nuts to me. I do think, you know, that is probably a violation of, like, workers' rights. Yeah, well... It's but like... hey, you know, when you are in the rough-and-tumble business of downtown <laughs> Toronto movie theater mall movie theater, management, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to just be cutthroat. And I think that's what Miri... <laughs> That's her backstory, and I get And she's it. willing to call Paige's bluff, I guess, and yep. be like, well, if you don't take this shift, then you're fired. Yeah, then you have even fewer people. Then you and have I, even fewer people. I know, but I think she's willing to do it because we all know that Paige is not a good employee. It's just like, Paige is better than nobody. I think that's the situation mm. with Paige's employment here. I don't know. I mean, I remember I blew off, you know, calls to cover shifts all the time. I remember one time at my first job, which was in the kitchen of an old folks' home, I one time didn't show up for work on complete accident. I went to the movies that day and I came in the next day and everyone was like, you missed your shift. And I was like, what? No, I didn't. And they were like, yeah, you were scheduled to work yesterday. And my boss just never mentioned it. Oh, <laughs> it was <God>. really weird. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think it's because I could do everything. Like I hosted, I dishwashed, I, I waited, I bust, I did everything. So he didn't want to fire me. <sighs> I don't know what would have happened if that, had, if I'd done that at Target. Hmm. Anyway, are they making out in Freddy Krueger's uh, boiler room yet? No, not yet. They're okay. going to get there. I can't um, wait. <laughs> okay, so back at Ellie's, uh, Marco offers to stay over, and uh, Marco's hair looks terrible still. Marco's hair looks terrible. It looks especially bad. Flat iron nightmare. Yes. And uh, it's too long. It's too long to be flat ironed in such a way. You know, I saw um, someone posted uh, on Instagram on their story, they posted... Um, the a screenshot of when Marco says in season two, he says, "I hate fags." Okay, I hate they make me sick. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, our yeah. famous sound drop. Uh, and, yeah, and Brim, you can play it right now. I hate fags. Okay, what they do makes me sick. And so just saying that, I was like, well, cause, you know, it was season two, Marco, and I was like, he looked so adorable back then. Why can't he just get a haircut? The well, short hair worked really well for him. I want to be careful because I've been accidentally jumping head a lot, so I want to comment on what his hair looks like later. So we'll just. Talk about it when we get there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he, uh, so, okay, so Marco presents Ellie with an opportunity, playing Euchre with Dylan and his hockey team for money. Mm -hmm. And so he teaches her the rules of the game. And apparently she's like a, 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 a Euchre natural. savant. Yeah, she's a whiz at this. Yeah. So by the time they show up for school the next day, uh, she's an expert <laughs> and Marco has put some curling cream in his hair or something. This is his hair not flat ironed, and it looks great. It looks so much better. It's still not his best hair. Like, I actually like it before and after this better, but this is the best yeah. his hair has looked in this season, uh, at least certainly. this season. Yeah. yeah. It looks so much better, and they make fun of him. I know. And he says it's because I didn't have my product this morning, and it's like, we're not stupid. His hair only looks like that because of a flat iron. Why are you saying this is due to product? Right, 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 right. Don't insult my intelligence, Degrassi writer. Yeah, it's like, did he get it for lax? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, okay, so we then get to the scene where Ellie is proving how good she is at Euchre, and they're, like, blurting out rules, um, and I, I, I didn't internalize any of it. Nope. But uh, she's really good at Euchre. That's the takeaway <laughs> here. Uh, so, okay, so in immediate... In media immersions, Mr. O clandestinely slips Paige a note as he's explaining why pop stars get married when they're going to release an album. 
If I saw that this is what was being taught in my public school, I would be like, I take some issues with this curriculum, okay? Like, can is, we not be wasting our children's this time? This is where my tax dollars are going. Um, why do pop stars get married when they're going to release an album, Nick? Uh, because of press and media. I, like, I, this feels like a bygone logic of, like, I don't know, did this ever happen beyond Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake? Yeah, there was, like, a bygone era of, like, I remember, I know this isn't a wedding, but I remember there was, like, a bidding war on Jessica Simpson's, like, pregnancy announcement in, like, two... Oh, God. And not, it's not, that sounds like everyone wanted it. I think it was, like, a reverse bidding war where she was, like, going back and forth between different magazines saying, like, will you buy it for this amount? So anyway, Mm. it was taking forever, and there was, like, three or four months where she was just media silent because she couldn't show that she was, like, six months pregnant. (laughs) So I do think maybe this has to do with that bygone, like, tabloid God, the 2000s are wild. Really wild. Oh, geez. Um, What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, what are you learning in this class? (laughs) Whatever. Okay. They're being immersed in media. <laughs> so uh they're now in our Freddy Krueger's boiler room. Yes, I love this set. Slash janitor's closet. It's a, it does say boiler room on the door when we see it from the outside. Oh, it does. It says boiler room. Oh well, this this will be called back to later on in the show's yes life. And this is a different. Is this the same boiler room where Craig snuck Emma and Manny through? It kind uh, of looks like it. Yeah, it also looks like where they went to the rooftop last season. Yeah, they might be doubling up the sets there. But I can't say for sure. Okay, interesting. Um, Yeah, so he and Paige are, they're making out. They're getting their alone time. Uh, And then we get this fun little moment where our two, the two plots of this episode, they intersect briefly. Yeah, they want to go play euchre in the boiler room. Yeah, because Ellie and the gang are, like, trying to open the door. And Mr. O's like, nope. And I was like, how does this door work? Are they locked in there? Because you see the latch from the outside. It's like, I don't understand how they're getting out of here. Oh, is that like the lock is on the outside? I don't. Or? I didn't understand. It it looked like it was impossible to open both ways. If I'm being honest, well, it seems like he locks it. Like it was open, and then he like shuts. Like and I then felt locks like it. he had to hold it though. Like he was still there. He was there like holding. Mm. So maybe he was like holding the latch in place. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Ellie and the gang. So they're like, well, I guess we'll have to find another place. Yeah, I was confused why they needed like a secret spot to play. To play euchre. You were playing it outside. Uh, maybe they explained they're... it later. They're cutting class. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, so Paige suggests that uh, Mr. O. Or that uh, she go over to Mr. O's place mm-hmm. so they can finally have some privacy. Uh, but he turns her down and then he goes to leave and he tells her to wait in the closet until it's safe to come out like she's a dirty little secret. Yes. Great. Great start <laughs> to this relationship. Really good stuff. Uh, so back with Ellie and her Euchre squad. So they have, um, they're, they've skipped class and they're playing in the basement at this point. And they decide to up the ante by having an actual ante. Oh yeah, 20, 20 loonies, as they call them. <laughs> 20 smackaroos. <laughs> 20 doubloons. Gringotts. Galleons. Yeah, yeah. Canada. Yeah. Um, so, and then Ellie proceeds to clean house. She dominates. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also, like, a Scott Joplin ragtime piece playing yeah, at this point. Yeah, isn't this song from The Sting? <laughs> I don't know. I think it is, and I if it is, I only know that because of the Community episode that's a parody of The Sting. I've never actually seen The I've Sting. I've never seen The Sting or, or Community. You've never seen Community? It's quite I good. I, I know. I know. One day. Except for season four. Oh, yeah. Got all the drama. Dan Harmon, not there that season. Oh. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Community. We're here to talk about Degrassi and... Community the, School. 
<gasps> it is a community school. That's okay. Right. Yeah. We brought it back. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Ellie suggests that she and Alex play Euchre with Dylan, but Marco tells her that that means she'll have to host, which apparently just brings on like a plethora of duties, yeah. including buying pizza and placing bigger bets. I don't know why you would whatever. have to place a bigger bet. That, I, that seems weird. I mean, hosting, buying pizza seems fair. That makes sense. Well, it's funny that Marco has to be the one who has to teach the straight people about hosting. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he's like, this is my expertise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Paige and Manny are folding new cheer uniforms. And Manny's like, so, Mr. O, he's a catch, huh? Uh, and Paige doesn't even deny it. And it's just like, yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> um, but we never have any privacy and he won't let me come over to his place. And Manny says that he's clearly not being honest with her. And so she starts, this plants seeds of doubt in Paige's mind. I mean, spoiler alert, Manny ends up being wrong about like what she thinks is up. But she is also displaying the most emotional intelligence of anyone in the show, as is kind of her role at this point. She's like, hey, this doesn't seem like it's a relationship based on, like, communication and honesty, which she's correct about. Right. And it's kind of because of the very nature of their relationship, yeah. which is just, <laughs> you know, because you have to hide in the shadows constantly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Paige just starts wondering, did Mr. O really break up with his girlfriend, Charlie? Is he lying to Paige? Yeah, maybe he's still going to that bar that she got kicked out of and meeting up with Charlie. Yeah, who can say? Because all she can't get in. She can't go in there and look, yeah. She can't even get a Shirley Temple. (laughs) It'd be really easy to cheat on, like, if you had, like, a uh, underage, like, partner. It'd be very easy to cheat on them. You'd just go to a bar. Yeah. They can't get in there. (laughs) Uh, So, at Euchre Night, (laughs) Ellie and Alex. I want to say, right off the bat, Marco said that the main reason to want to play Euchre with the hockey team is that they're, like, hotties. They're naughties. They're not hotties. They These are, are naughties. All dweebs. These are all dweebs and they don't they don't even look uh athletic. There I said it. Not even that I think athleticism is like indicative of attractiveness, but it's like they don't even look like hockey. They're not players. even no, they're not giving hockey vibes. I mean, I guess I don't really know what a hockey they're not giving jock vibes. They're not jocks at all. These are dweebs. <laughs> they are dweebs. None of them were hot. And yeah, I'm so mad. The casting department really let let us down. Cast here. hot people if you tell me there's gonna be hot people. Yeah. Don't lie to me, Degrassi. Yeah, Marco's just like licking his lips at all these like sixes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is full of lies. Uh, continue. Okay, so Ellie and Alex realize that they don't have enough cash to host. That is. That is. Unless. Unless Ellie dips into her rent money. Uh, so they start playing and it seems like the game is neck and neck or like they're like a point away or they, it's, they need a full house. They need like one piece of Exodia or something. They need a, they need a a checkmate. I don't know. Yeah. Rules. Uh, Uh, (laughs) and so while they take a break. they used to play Rummy? They played Rummy in an episode, right? Did they? I think Terry used to play Rummy. No, she played Tarot. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'm mixing up Tarot and Rummy again. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Uh, but, uh, like, did you play cards in school? I remember poker was a thing for a bit, but the main card game we would play is uh, Egyptian. Egyptian Rat Screw. Oh, ERS. Yeah, that, that game came Abs- Oh, yeah, we played that in college. Definitely. Hey. I was so good at that game. My reflexes were lightning fast. Oh, my God, we played that recently. Uh, 
me and Daniel and friends, and uh, Daniel was so good at it, and I was getting so mad because my reflexes just weren't there. You gotta clip your nails before you play that game, because when you try and slap that sandwich, you're gonna take off a chunk of skin. <gasps> If you are not nice and <laughs> nice and shorn, Ooh. Uh, yeah, I got really annoyed. <laughs> I hey, I would get really mad if Daniel won anything. Every time he kills us in Among Us, I got really really mad. Well, he's just so smug, you know. And it's like it's especially <laughs> annoying because he's such a bad liar, and yet he got us. Well, I did, that would imply that he's not a bad liar, but. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so okay uh well they take a break between hands or for some reason they i guess it's like i don't know i guess it's like poker they have rounds or something i don't know yeah <laughs> um they're taking a break and ellie asks we alec we're on a break <laughs> that's what ellie said <laughs> and so, and so ellie asks alex to move in with her yeah well that was wild she's really uh doing a reverse u-haul lesbian actually here. yeah they were kind uh, of giving me lesbo vibes on this episode yeah, maybe they were workshopping. They're like, is Ellie going to be our, you know, future Al- look, lesbian? A- Alex is going to les out with one of these girls. Let's try out her chemistry. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have some scene partners, see what's, where the yeah. magic is. So Ellie asked... They could have gone this way. They did have good chemistry. So she asked her to move in with her, and Alex is like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, which leads to this kind of contrived moment where Alex like tries to get Ellie to see that her mother has changed. Yeah, I don't know why she cares. Yeah, I, no, that was my main question. I was like, why is Alex invested? Because I think we're supposed to believe because she lives with her mom who's like shitty. Well, and it's like your mom wants to be good at least. Right, so that's sort of the that's like the parallel they're bringing is that like Alex's home life is like sort of like it's hard and her mom like has shitty boyfriends and it's like, yeah, rough, rough home life. And Ellie's home life is, I guess, better by comparison. Cause her mom is trying to get better. You know, her mom did burn down the house. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's almost, not almost killed them. All. It's not all peachy keen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like, why do you have so much insight into Ellie's personal life? Suddenly Alex. Yeah. I thought this scene was contrived. I yeah. Agree. I don't get it. Uh, I, I don't know. It feels like Marco should be the one saying these things. Yes, actually. Great, great punch up, Evan. You know, like... But they, they're really selling, because, like, I think part of the issue here is we don't get the rules of Euchre, because apparently you have a partner in Euchre yeah. that you have little secrets with. I yeah. don't understand the rules. But they're really selling this, like, Ellie is opening up by being Alex's Euchre partner? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were going they're for. They're team. They're team. They're a team. They are a team. So when they get back to the game, Alex announces that she is quote-unquote, going solo. Whatever that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, and so we can infer that this is, like, a risky move. They're all like, oh, are you sure? Going solo. You know, they make a big, you know, thing out of it. And I Ellie, bet you have to, like, get your combo without teaming up with your teammate I or something. I guess. And maybe that, like, increases the payout? You I get don't. double the, the loonies. Yeah. Uh, who can say? It's a multiplier, you know? Yeah. Um, and Ellie's like... That's my rent money that's on the line. But Alex insists that she knows what she's doing, and she, so she ignores Ellie's protests. And it turns and, out... And this, like, very unattractive boy is trying to, like... <laughs> because he thinks he's going to win it. Look, I wouldn't, think he would, I wouldn't think he was ugly if I wasn't <laughs> promised a hot boy. That's all I'm saying. You're like, how dare you bring this six and don't a half... T- don't tell me that they're going to be hot, Marco. Marco, you need to raise your standards. There, I said it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Alex turns out to have a winning hand or yeah. what, whatever. She, yeah, she, she has the point. She has the royal sampling. Yeah, uh, and Alex delivers the lesson of the day. 
You really ought to believe in people more. Yeah, what is this? This makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the implication there is, like your recovering alcoholic mother, <laughs> you should believe in her more. Uh, which, you shouldn't say that, but that was the implication. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you, Evan. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, I'm just like, is Alex really the messenger for this lesson? I don't know. No. I don't really get it. No, they were trying something. Uh, like, yeah. if, if it, this had ended in a few episodes with, like, Alex either living with Ellie and their roommates or Alex having some sort of romantic thing with Ellie, I think this episode would make a lot more sense. But it's like setting up a relationship that never goes anywhere. No, it doesn't. I mean, like, they still are in each other's orbit, but like... Barely. But like, not really. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Uh, Okay. After Paige is uh, stood up by Mr. O on their little theater date, uh, Paige decides to just go to his apartment since she apparently knows his address. I also thought it was funny that Miri was like, oh, so we stood you up, right? I know. <laughs> Why does Miri have an investment in this? <laughs> and then, and then uh, she's like, Miri's like, I think you think that he's cheating on you or something. It's just like, why are you this like your employee. <laughs> stirring the pot? Your high school aged employee. Like, why are you doing this? No, I, I, she's, she's, she's drunk on power. She Miri, is. She's this a tyrant. Is her domain and she will rule it how she pleases. Oh, dear. So, so Paige goes to Mr. O's apartment. Again, don't know how she knows his address, but yep. sure. And how to get into the building and what unit. Yeah. Is. It's like, did he buzz you in? Like, yeah. What? How did that happen? Well, it's a pretty shitty apartment, so maybe the door was just broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The lock was just, like, falling off. Someone had already picked it off. Yeah. She's like, well, I guess I'll just walk in. Yeah, and tell us what we see <clears throat> in this apartment. Okay, so she uh, demands, well, first she's just, like, in the door frame, she's like, why did you stand me up? And then she walks inside and then she sees that his place is a dump. It's a dump. Uh, we got like leaky roof. We got buckets collecting water. You know what it reminded me of? Um, Justin Thoreau's apartment in Mulholland Drive. Not the nice house that he lives in, but when he has to leave the nice house, he goes to like a scary apartment downtown. Oh and yeah. It just like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. This is, yeah, he went. He went to Toronto. Yeah. Do you think that? Uh, I don't know. Do you think any of these Degrassi stories intersect with the Black Lodge and? Judy and Bob and the other creatures from Twin Peaks. I haven't seen Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Pikes. <laughs> Twin Pikes? <laughs> I haven't seen Twin Pikes. Uh, no, I have. I know. It's a blind spot. You should watch it. You know what? I will. Good. Thank you. Good. Season one is great, and then some other things happen, and then the return is also great. Uh, I was gonna say people really liked uh, when it came back. The when new it returned, one's really cool. It's very different, but it's very cool. I remember Laura Dern's like really cunty haircut. Uh, oh yeah, Diane. Oh, one of the best Laura Dern characters. By the way, if you've never seen Inland Empire, that's another one you should just put on and I, get it's, confused it's on and my scared. It's on my list. It's, uh, just, it's free on YouTube. <laughs> I watched oh, it it's, it's on Criterion Channel, too. It's like great, yeah. There watch you it. go. I can watch it in HD that way. You cannot watch it in HD because they shot it in standard definition, so it just is oh, an really? SD movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, and David Lynch is very much working with, like, the graininess on purpose, and it's such a weird thing to look at at first that you hate it, and then... Once you kind of get accustomed to it, you're like, oh, I get what he's doing here. Hmm. Hmm. Inland Empire is good. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura Dern, man. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Continue. So, <laughs> uh, so we get the sense that like, oh, this is why I didn't want Paige to come over because he lives in a dump and he feels ashamed, which is relatable. I think that's a very humanizing moment for Mr. O. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, get, I thought it was funny how he kept saying the toilet is over my bed. The toilet is over your toilet. That's how apartments are built. There's not just a toilet in the middle of the upstairs apartment. 
the pipe is there. You're a moron. You're a full <laughs> idiot. You're a dummy. Continue. Listen, he didn't go to school for he plumbing. He went to school for putting up bulletin board <laughs> pieces. Uh, but anyway, so Paige is unfazed by this, and she wants to stay over regardless, which is sweet, but also, ew. Well, she's just impressed that he doesn't have a bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> he can like, stay up as late as he wants. She's like, wow, you have your own place. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you have your own bed. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, you could move the bed from underneath the leaky part. Yeah, just what do some happening? rearranging. Just be an adult. How about that? It seems like it's a studio apartment, right? Like, I think there wasn't, so. There wasn't a bedroom. No, there was just the bathroom and the bed, yeah. Yeah, still. Um, you can scooch the bed over. So, okay, so we're wrapping things up here. Uh, Ellie's mother comes over in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. which was Ellie's little test to see if she could count on her mom to not be drunk in the middle of the night when she yeah. needed her. I guess I don't normally approve of, I don't know, doing tests and experiments on your family members, but this is kind of warranted, right? <laughs> I think so. Just I think checking it you, out? Yeah, sure. if you're legit. Yeah, see if you yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's whatever. Uh, and Ellie's mother. And meanwhile, she took a cab there and it's like waiting for her outside. I know, like, it's like the uh, meter. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I drove here. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so Ellie's mother promises that she'll try to keep up her sobriety and Ellie agrees to move back in. I like that her mom doesn't make any sort of like firm promises. She's like, I'm going to do the best I can. I actually and. thought it, I thought that was nice. I thought that was well written and subtle and kind of believable. Yeah, apparently there's a like an actual like '80s after school special that has a similar lesson at the end. Is where, that like, your mom might get drunk again? <laughs> like, is it like the mom is like, well, I just have to take it one day at a time, and you know, I can't promise anything. And the kid's like, okay, and it's just <laughs> sort of like not everything's wrapped up in a bow at the end. Parallels. So yeah, so Ellie uh, moves back in with her mom. She that's, does, and that's it. That's the end of that. What do you think of this episode? <laughs> um, it was a little weird. It was a little like spinning in circles. We've had so many momentous episodes lately. I guess it is kind of nice just to have like a running in place one. Yeah. We get some good character moments with Ellie. I don't know. It was fine. I, you know, I kept thinking, why is Marco not having like a bigger role in Ellie's, you know, personal life because like, they're trying to figure out who alex is gonna less out with <laughs> I, I, I i mean maybe i'm just like i just don't understand this like sudden like alex ellie dynamic which is like i don't know i think they have like nice chemistry but it just feels kind of random it's especially pretty random in you know in when we know that like nothing really becomes of this later on um i don't know it just and it also felt weird to me that like yeah again like marco just has like no interest in <laughs> talking about her relationship with her mom well he's too distracted by those hot hot hockey boys he, yeah i guess i guess so. yeah <laughs> does this episode abject studs <laughs> does this episode go there absolutely not no not even with the end with the mom the mom saying that she's gonna maybe get drunk again <laughs> try to keep up her sobriety i feel like that goes there I don't, overall mm, let's say no i would say no i'm inclined to agree but i just i wanted to think about it We'll take a little break. We're going to take a little break. Um, we'll be back in a moment. And we'll talk about another episode of Degrassi. Degrassi. All right, we are back. And we are discussing season four, episode 18, Modern Love, named after the song by David Bowie. Never 
We finally got a David Bowie song. We, we talked did. about that. I was so excited that it was a David Bowie song, and then the first frame of this episode was the the weirdo and his child bride, and I was like, well, oh, what a bummer to have this be the episode named uh, after a Bowie song. You know, people complain a lot about uh, 80s Bowie. This song is great. This song's great. No, he has a bunch of good stuff in all of his eras. It's just he was never as consistent as he was in the 70s. Right, 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 right. After, uh, after his five-year break when he came back, it was more scattershot, but really good stuff in there still. Yeah, this is excellent. I actually I knew this song before uh, from uh, Francis Ha. Oh, fun. It plays briefly in it, yeah. I knew this song from Buffalo Exchange. It was one of the few good songs that played <laughs> on the horrible playlist that they subjected us to at every Buffalo Exchange. Because I worked at two Buffalo Exchanges really? in different states, and they were the same playlist, and I was furious. Oh my god, is this just like a, the corporate playlist? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. We had a Buffalo Exchange in Chicago. I went in there once. Do you have two? You might have two. We have two? Why? I can't remember. Most cities have, bigger cities usually have two uh, Buffalo Exchanges uh, in I, my I went to the one in Andersonville, where I lived, so. Cute. So this episode was apparently going to originally be titled Love Will Tear Us Apart. Where do you uh, get these little factoids? The Degrassi Wiki. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> you have a you have a sort of Ouroboros with the Degrassi Wiki where it gives you information, but you have given it information as well. Have I? Have I, though? That's what you told me. I'm just going off of your backstory and your lore that you have shared with me in the audience. Well... It was a long time ago. Um, so, yeah. The facts stay up there forever, Evan. Uh, do you know this song? The Joy Division song, Love Will Tear Us Apart? Yes, of course. That's a great song. Yeah. Uh, Two great songs. I feel like that would have made more sense. I don't know why they didn't go with that title. Yeah, it's actually uh, kind of problematic to be like, oh, this is just a modern relationship. <laughs> like, you know I what mean, I'm saying? That's modern love, baby. That's modern love. Just... It's also feudal love, TVH. Incorrect. It is. It's more like old and tiny love. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So Paige and Mr. O are having a little picnic date in the park. Mm-hmm. Love a picnic date. Adorable. I don't care for a picnic generally. Bugs get in your food. Bugs and Well, dirt. you have to have the right food. Mm-hmm. And you have to have picnic in the right spot. And people are always like, oh, we're going on a picnic. Let's get some chocolate bars. You want to be licking melted chocolate off your gross dirt fingers in a park? Who, oh. How many picnics have you gone to where there's been chocolate bars? I had an ex who used to like to bring chocolate bars to the beach. He was psychotic. That's... He was psychotic. insane. That's, he that's was demented. insane. Let's yeah, that shit's going to melt immediately. Yeah, he was really stupid. He's a very stupid person. Oh my god, stupid. wow, we're putting your ex on blast this episode. He won't hear me because the Jehovah's Witnesses do not allow him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Mr. O is uh, nervous about having his lesson sat in on because uh, his like, professor is going to be grading his teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paige assures him that he has nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be great, Mr. O. Yeah, aside from the fact that he's dating one of his students, but, you know, minor detail. Also, he's got a huge zit on his forehead the whole time. No, he just literally has a, like, a, a, a you know, a bump. It's a, it's a zit, babe. No, it's it not. It pops halfway through the episode. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Do not, I was looking at it, and I was like, is it a mole? And I was going to go back into the previous episodes and be like, okay. He babe. does have it in the previous episodes. Babe, at the end of the episode, it is gone, and it is a red pockmark i sure yes. I, i'm really well, sure you know he's a real person these are real people 
I know. This is I, unvarnished no, truth. No, honestly, no, honestly, this was the most relatable I found, Mr. O, which is, oh my god, I got a huge zit on my forehead on a really big, important work <laughs> yeah, week, yeah. you know? God. <laughs> so that, that I found relatable. Uh, but then they see Mr. Simpson with baby Jack in the park. Yeah, and they're commenting on how pale his yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing they say, because they don't know it's Mr. Simpson at first. They're just like, God, look at that man in his blinding pale legs. Look at this fucking idiot pale guy and his stupid pale baby. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, that idiot pale man is Mr. Simpson. And my favorite thing in the world is Paige puts on a pink cowboy hat to be yeah, less yeah, conspicuous. Yeah, she's like, wait, go incognito. And she puts on her pink cowboy her hat. most distinctive piece of clothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, Paige, I just want to tell her, like, this isn't a baseball cap. You can't just wear this with anything. <laughs> like, a pink cowboy hat does not go with every think... ensemble. No, wait, I, I have a real question. Do you think that the cowboy hat was established in the previous episode so that we would know that... This is, like, her hat. That this is her hat and that Mr. Simpson is, like, subconsciously realizing it's Paige, even though it seems like he doesn't in the moment. Because he kind of, like, does a double take. He, like, looks back as he's walking away. But in the moment, we don't really know what he thought about this no. situation. No. You don't think they set it up on purpose? No. This fucking cowboy hat? No. I think, no, I'm going to say production design did their job for a while. I am going to say <laughs> you're reading too much. You're giving them way too much credit. I I care about cinema. Evan. Okay. They avoid getting caught. <laughs> um, so good for them. Good. Wait, uh, no, not good for them. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Okay, so at school, <laughs> Paige is nowhere to be found at Spirit Squad practice, leaving Manny to take over yet again. So this is we have established that this has sort of been a trend. Yes. Uh, and Manny, She's picking up the slack. Yeah. Uh, Manny also having kind of a bad skin week. You know what? These are these are children, and we forget sometimes. Mr. O, I can't. I can't. He's like 20. Did you not have pimples at 20? I have pimples I've at 28. I've never had a pimple. Okay. <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> me? I'm a perfect boy. A blemish <laughs> upon my brow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hazel, out of loyalty to Paige, I guess, is like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I know, this is crazy. <laughs> I do. She was like, I don't recognize your sovereignty. Hazel is on one this episode. I kind of appreciate it. She just comes out of the gate. Like, Manny's like, okay, we're going to do some, because Paige isn't here. And, and Hazel's like, just so you know, Manny, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. Look, she's a very passionate friend. You want Hazel in your corner. <laughs> she's just defending her own. She's, yeah, loyal. Um, And Manny's like, whatever. She's too wrapped up in Mr. O. Uh, except she also calls him Matt, which is weird. That is actually pretty weird. Uh, and Manny basically lets it slip that, uh, Mr. O and Paige are engaging in an illicit affair. Uh, unaware that Hazel had no idea. You know what would have made this all work for me a little better is if Mr. O was a senior in Degrassi and, like, we had spent time with his character. Because then I would be more like, oh, okay, then it's not that weird that they're dating. It's just they can't anymore because now he's a teacher's assistant there. Like, I don't know, this whole setup, I feel like it could have actually worked and been something, but instead we just get the tired, like, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, um, forbidden love thing, which should not be applied to this, you know, teacher student relationship. Hmm. Anyway, it, it just could have been better. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so Hazel is like now like 
in on the secret and hazel's like what mm-hmm. i didn't she why didn't Paige tell me yeah i'm such a loyal friend i <laughs> i hated manny in her honor like yeah this is the thanks i get no wonder she was so mad she just got done dunking on a on manny yeah so in media immersion mr o is in the middle of his lesson which <laughs> is being observed by his professor and also mr simpson yeah, and they have little clipboards there, and there's yeah. little check boxes like, is the teacher, you know, sleeping with a student? And they're like, seems like seems, a no. Seems like no. <laughs> Tentatively checking no in pencil. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, as Emma is explaining the marketing behind an ad, a cigarette ad. Yes. Chris, uh, as in her ex boyfriend. Yes. Remember Chris? I remember. Uh, is this the last thing he ever says? <laughs> uh, yes. Cool. So Chris <laughs> decides to take the opportunity to slut shame Emma for her little ravine escapades. I mean, it was a pretty savage burn, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, and he does it right in front of Mr. Simpson, her yes. stepfather, which is like pretty fucked big up. Big mistake. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this probably confirms that this was the, the infamous Degrassi ravine that they were at. Degrassi what? The ravine. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, like, the ravine that we will so come to know. So, the clean the ravine yes. is the same ravine as the makeout ravine. ravine. Okay, yeah. Great. Makeout point. Um, Got it. Anyways, yeah, this is Chris's last appearance. Fuck Chris. Yeah, Chris, I wanted to be on your side, buddy, but you cheated on Yolanda. What was her name? Oh, God. Oh. You cheated on Yolanda. Milan, Milan, Milanda. Milanda. His baby girl, his baby Milanda. girl Milanda. Yeah, he cheated on his baby girl, Milanda. We don't like that. He was pretty slut shamey and he was always stealing those milkshakes. They steal them? He well, he would manipulate his way into getting the milkshakes because he would say, I never had milkshakes around here before. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You remember that? Chris was a milkshake duck. He he is milkshake duck. We love. He him. revealed himself as a milkshake yeah. duck. I you loved him. I was always like, I don't know about this. I was like, this is my boy Chris. He's the best DJ in the world. And now, he, and then he, and then he came He's out as a slut shamer. God, yeah. Anyway, no cannon for you, Chris. Go fuck yourself. Not in the opening credits, and apparently that's the only criteria. That, that's right. Okay, fine. So you make all the rules around here, Evan. Uh, you know. There's a lot of people You're a real that, Miri, you know that? There's a lot of people that come in and out of this show. We can't have cannons firing constantly. <laughs> Why not? This is we the war of <laughs> We have unlimited gunpowder, and we have cannonballs aplenty. <laughs> okay, so later, Mr. O is now teaching the juniors, including Paige and Hazel, about nanotech. I was very confused at this subject matter. Nanotech, the future. A theoretical thing. Like, I guess real nanotech does exist, right? Uh, yes or is it still theoretical i don't know i'm just at this point with technology where i'm like nothing new is ever going to get invented like all the things have been invented (laughs) you think so i think we're done inventing Um... things because i just feel like this is obviously a reaction to like you know silicon valley tech you know culture but they've just been promising us so many things that seem like will never happen hmm AI, I don't, I don't buy it. I feel like AI is a parlor trick. I feel like self-driving cars are always going to need someone to actually be behind the wheel for when an emergency happens. I feel like the metaverse, obviously perfect example of something that was told was the imminent future and just was not feasible and no one wanted it. I mean, we already had the metaverse is the thing. That that's don't well, that's realize. true. We had Gaia online like sure, 20 years a, ago. That's another point. That's another aspect. But I'm just saying like all these things like... 
you remember in the 60s, it was like, we're going to be living on the moon in 10 years. I feel like we've just been falling into that same trap for a long time. I feel like life is pretty much just settled into its thing after the 19th century or 20th century, 20th century. Mm, I don't know about that. Prove me wrong in 40 years when, you know, we're all ruled by robots, but that's just where I'm at. I think in 40 years, we're still going to be doing podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I think podcasts are unfortunately here to stay. So <laughs> That's the one thing we know for sure. <laughs> uh, so Hazel decides that this is the right time to confront Paige in the middle of learning about nanotech. Mm-hmm. And so she asks, is Manny your new best friend? <laughs> <laughs> that's just really funny. And Paige, to her credit, is like, what? Hazel seemingly destroyed Paige's life because she got confused, which I think is, I think is pretty cool. Uh, pretty relatable, honestly. Just destroyed another career. It's a mild day. Um, so, and Hazel reveals that Manny spilled the tea on her and Mr. O. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Mr. O gets on to Hazel for talking class. And Hazel, in a real bitch-ass move... No, this was shady as fuck. ...says... Gee, Mr. O, I thought you only had eyes for Paige, <laughs> which really phases him. But uh, Mr. Simpson is apparently still not, none the wiser at this point. I mean, it seems like they were kind of whispering. The like, signals are building yeah. up, but he's kind of like. He's more focused on like, let's get this class yeah, back on yeah, track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, kids. Mm-hmm. So at lunch, Emma is still pissed about what happened in class with Chris and his slut shaming. Yeah. And this girl walks up with Darcy. Whose name I can't remember, but Shantae. Shantae. Now she's on this the show for a while. Oh my god. Okay. So yeah. So uh, so Manny checks in on Paige or on Emma. Uh, Darcy's there, and Shantae, her first ever appearance. She, long time Degrassi fans will know, that Shantae stays on this show until halfway through season eleven. No way. Yeah. I knew she outlasted Darcy, but this is shocking. Well, she's kind of. I mean, you kind of actually have to do some retconning for it to even make sense because. By that timeline, she would actually be in eighth grade at this point, not a freshman. She should be a year. She's a year behind by the time. She's maybe she's 11. real dumb and she just got held back. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Um, so anyway, yeah. welcome to the show, Shantae. Welcome, Shantae. You will contribute very, very little, little, very little. But, you know, you'll uh, be there. I, you know, you'll, you'll be there. <laughs> uh, so uh, Emma is basically in her misandrist era. What is that? She hates men. Okay. Yeah. And honestly, who can blame her? Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> and so Manny proposes that she, Darcy, and Shantae, who is apparently their new best their friend. Their best friend, yeah. <laughs> uh, they all come over for a little girls' night of man-hating. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna read Radical Feminists. That sounds really fun, but not with this group of girls. They're going to read Andrea Dorkin. They're going to read <laughs> they not. Valerie Solanas. I don't, I don't believe the you. The Scum ever. Manifesto. I don't think so. It's going to be a key. No, I think they're going to watch The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, and then Chester comes over and steals... He's their next-door neighbor. Well, he steals Darcy's fries, remember? Mm. And Darcy's apparently charmed by this. Oh, we're still at school, correct. We're still yes. at school. Yeah, yeah. We, haven't, we haven't had that reveal yet. Well, look, I, you know, I thought Chester was a cutie uh, when... He's really wearing out his welcome. He's so boring in this episode. And I really want to get into some of the things that happen with him later. I will say, I want to be nice to this boy who I had a crush on when I was a child. And I will say, his acting in this episode is better. His characterization, still boring as fuck. So, the writers, boo. Chester the actor, okay, good job. Hey, buddy. 
okay. I didn't say he was great. I didn't think he. I, I'm not saying he should win a Canadian Emmy. Mmm, fries. Or he, he, call, he refers to them as something else, though. It's kind of gross. He like he kind. It's like he's like. Mmm. I think he calls them fried. Dry, I think he calls tuber. them <laughs> He calls them dry poutine. <laughs> I think is what he does. I don't think so. I think he does. Um, That's what they call fries. Then. <laughs> dry poutine. Uh, so meanwhile, Paige finds Mr. O, and so she apologizes to him for what happened in class. And then, and then she runs into Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the the real the, the scene. This is the the montage reel that goes into all the commercials. Oh, this is in everyone. Yeah. So uh, she walks. First, she runs into Manny in the hallway, and Manny's like, "Hey, Paige." Uh, but Paige Starts ignores out her. Very innocuous. And Manny is still salty about taking over practice from her. And Paige is pissed that Manny told Hazel about her and Mr. O. Mm-hmm. And what proceeds from here is an incredibly entertaining. And petty bitch off. Their things that they say to each other are so funny. First of all... Do you have any favorites? Yes. Because um, Manny says, hey, just chill. And Paige's response is, don't use your outdated <laughs> slang on me. Wait, no one did, says chill anymore. When did chill ever go out of it's style? It's 2005. <laughs> no one says chill. So I thought that was very funny. And then also <laughs> we're still in the era of big butt equals an insult. So this whole fight ends or begins, depending on how you look at it, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Manny saying, hey, look at your big dumb butt and kicks her in her big butt. So I want to just compare burns. So, so Paige says... Uh, because these are my favorites. I wrote them down. Paige, I doubt, and this is also in our uh, cold open. Um, so Paige says, I doubt that your mouth is even connected to your tiny, shriveled, boy-obsessed brain. Mm-hmm. And then in the real, like, ooh moment, she says, you know, that she picked up her leftovers, meaning spinner. Ooh, spinner. I mean, pretty sad. Honestly, Paige ate her up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. Uh, and this Man- was not close. And all Manny can say is, you have a big old butt. <laughs> And that's her All you think up. about is your own butt, which is like, is Paige known for thinking about her own butt? She, she's much like JLo. Her butt is insured for <laughs> thousands of loonies. <laughs> uh, and then Manny proceeds to literally kick her butt. It was pretty funny. And, and then um, the Degrassi fight choreographer came on set today. He was very yeah. happy to be back. And he was like, all right, kids, go ahead. Grab each other by the shoulders and flail around. Yeah, he's like, we're going full cap bite. Now grab the shoulders. Hey, don't forget to grab the shoulders. That's. <laughs> I decided he should be a character on the show. So every time there's a fight, <laughs> he's going to come and talk to us a little bit. Yeah. And then um, and then Miss Hot Sauce and Mr. O, they like leap into the fray mm-hmm. to break things up. And that's when Manny accuses him of being a pedophile. <laughs> Which I think is technically not true, because I think what we're supposed to know is that the age of consent is, what, 17, and that's what Paige is. Yeah. I think that's what they're working backwards from, is this is all legal, so... It's just unethical. It's unethical. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And she does this, of course, in front of, like, everyone in the school, and uh, outs his relationship with Paige, and then Ms. Hot Sauce orders to see Mr. O and Paige in her office. And so while Paige is waiting to... Uh, waiting to go into the principal's office. She's consoled by Marco and Hazel apologizes for uh, being mad about Manny being her best friend, maybe. Yeah, this is stupid. Uh, uh, Hazel really set off this bomb, honestly. Yeah, and she kind of comes in knowing like, oh, I was kind of acting like an insane person the yeah. last few scenes, huh? Yeah. Sorry, my bad. But it's all it's all good, maybe. Um, And so Paige goes into the principal's office, and she denies that anything happened between her and Mr. O. 
But apparently, he is telling a very different story, and he alleges that Paige was the one stalking him. Yes. And I want to talk about this specific plot point, because at this point, uh, Mrs. Hatsalakos says, Mm -hmm. we're all meeting first thing Monday morning with your parents to talk about this. Hey, how about how about tomorrow morning? Why are you giving them the weekend to get their story together, which is exactly what the rest of the episode is? Oh my god. If there's an accusation of a student teacher relationship at your school, come in on a Saturday. She's like, I think Come we, in on the weekend. I think this can wait 48 hours. She's got a fucking vacation to Aruba and she does not want to reschedule it. That's exactly what's happening. She's gonna come back with a tan and she fucking got like island braids. And she's like, Alright, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this predator in our school. <laughs> God, it really uh, made me mad. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, did, I don't understand. Like, is she calling Paige's mom and saying, like, come in on Monday? There's been accusations of. Like, I. You would tell her right away. No, right. You would. It doesn't make sense. You would. She's just like, well, it's a Friday, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to ruin everyone's weekend. I was already on my way to my car. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, I left my coffee in there. We'll it's pick melting. this up where we left <laughs> off. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so what we gather from this is that Mr. O has, you know, he's covering his own ass and he's thrown Paige under the bus. Yes. Not not cool. No. Uh, so meanwhile, switching gears, uh, at uh, Emma's uh, female separatist gathering yes. at her house, uh, she and the gals are having a gay old time with their face masks and they're swearing off men. Yeah. And Emma's face mask literally just looks like avocado. Is that just all it is? Just mushed up avocado? Is that what face masks are? I feel like you're supposed to like mix stuff together, but hers really did just look like avocado. I thought maybe it's just like a prop department thing. Maybe that's mm. just what they had. Yeah. But Darcy's face mask looked different. It actually looked actually looked like a body and bath product. Mm. You know. Hmm. That's my observation. Is avocado good for your face? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. It seems like no, because it's just fatty oils. Yeah, it seems bad. It seems like leaving coconut oil on your face, which is not something you should do either. Mm. So uh, anyway, they 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 rally around and they say, "To heck with guys." That was the cringiest line I've ever heard. To heck with guys, and then to heck with guys, and they they cheers their little cups with their like yeah their their Hawaiian punch. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, their mocktails. We know that Spike is bringing. Oh, Shirley Temple's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then it's revealed that Chester is her new neighbor. Yep. And all of them except Emma rush inside to hide their hideous makeupless visages. Yeah. Manny, lo- Manny looks totally normal. She looks like Manny. She's like, I'm hideous. <laughs> Everyone else has a face mask on. Well, no, um, Shantae does have not a... have a face mask yeah. either. No. So this makes no sense. No, no, it doesn't. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Paige shows up at Mr. O's. He keeps calling her Emmeline as if it's like a really funny, mean nickname. Emmeline. It means nothing. No, it doesn't. It's it nonsense. It truly is nothing. Yeah. I feel like this is another thing. Like, I feel like this whole episode is they're testing the chemistry between Emma and Chester to see if this is going to be a relationship. Yeah. Just I like think they, they were testing with Alex and Ellie. In yeah. The I feel like they're just testing. This is just a real trial for Chester's actor in general. They're just like, this is it. This is your Prove last it. shot, buddy. Yeah. And <laughs> they're like, I don't think he has the juice here, but. W- welcome to Degrassi. Welcome to Degrassi. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he like kicks rocks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so okay meanwhile Paige shows up at mr o's to confront him about the story he told to ms hot sauce and so as he explains it his job is on the line and he hoped that this would blow over and they could rekindle their relationship in the summer when they're in the clear solid plan honestly not a bad plan uh, but Paige, correctly, is like, oh, so I'm supposed to be your fall guy. And Mr. O chastises her for getting into a fight with Manny instead of having, you know, discretion. Yes. <laughs> and Paige is they're like... Ba- By the way, they're both terrible at hiding this. They've been both really bad about he this, was, yeah. He was telling them, like, we can't be seen together at your movie theater, and then he kisses her on the cheek in the middle of a mall. Hmm. Look, I just love, I, I, I've, been, I've been to the mall with a date enough times and haven't been able to disclose that we were on a date to the people around us. I think this is straight people not realizing how to keep a fucking relationship a secret. That's true. Yeah. Well, I just love this moment, though, because, like, you know, he's like, obviously, he's like, rightly like, well, you got into a fight with Manny in the hallway over this. Yes. And like, <laughs> you know, clearly you have not you know, been able to have discretion. And Paige responds. She was really mean, okay? That was, that was very funny. <laughs> um, it was a great line, and honestly, like, coming from Lauren Collins, I just, like, bought it. I I've like, totally bought yeah. it. <laughs> well, I, and, you know, okay, so this is... Uh, this is basically what people are warning about in relationships where there is a very clear disparity, right, as in this case. Uh, and, you know, because, like, obviously, Paige shouldn't have gotten into a fight with Manny. Yeah. And, you know... She should have handled the situation with discretion. But also, Paige is 17, and this moment really reveals it. Like, oh, this is a 17-year-old we're dealing with. And so she's like, she was really mean. It's, yeah. like, it's like, she was really mean. She's right. She was mean. That's the correct reaction and, for a 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and her, te- her teenage brain is still dumb and doesn't have foresight. And so that's why grown adults probably shouldn't date 17-year-olds, especially their students, because it's like she's a, her brain is stupid she does have a stupid brain she has a stupid brain but you still. know i think that's why they're a good match because mr o is clearly one of the <laughs> dumbest people ever to uh, uh, attain a teaching certificate he is such an idiot well you know these two honestly probably would be okay were it not for the fact that he's our teacher yeah honestly maybe this could have worked out otherwise it would have been perfect <laughs> undue stress is you know not not good uh, I just love, I, I just, I just love that line so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels so it's true. Really mean. <laughs> it feels so authentic. Yeah. Um. So okay. So back at Emma's, she's trying to lead uh, the feminist revolution with yes. tie dye shirts. They're making tie dye shirts. Mm-hmm. Famous thing that ladies do together. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a complaint. Fine activities for your feminist commune. Emma, you're taking all the good t-shirts. <laughs> like, like, how many shirts are you dying today? Like, it's a, like, like, this one's a crew neck, this one's a v-neck. Like, what is the standards of goodness? I don't understand. This I one's American like apparel. Any shirt you're tie dyeing, you should also probably be chopping off the sleeves, right? Complete the look. Yeah, make it a crop top. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, the others are all, uh, gaga over Chester. And he comes over with his two, his two brothers, studly brothers. Uh, but they're not interested in flirting. Oh no. They just want to be lads and roughhouse and splash tie dye all over the girls. They're being a bit of a lad for sure. Now, what I want to talk about is when these three brothers are revealed, they are quote unquote playing football in the middle of the street. (laughs) And their version of playing football is standing three feet apart from each other and throwing the ball back and forth, like, underhand. <laughs> and, Evan, this is identical to the football scene from The Room. 
Think about it. <laughs> they are playing exactly the same. And Sailor, I know you're listening. A, a good post for, for the uh, Instagram this week would go ahead and put these boys playing their football with the, the men from the room playing football together. Very similar. Okay, so who is it in the room? Who are the three? It's um... it's Johnny and uh, the uh, the guy, Dave Franco, and <laughs> and um, the boy. The hot one, yeah. Is it the boy? It's the boy. It's the little boy. It's the little boy. Who is in that movie for reasons. Um, yeah, yes. Denny or His Danny? His ward. Denny or Danny. We never find out. Uh... That's our, okay. So who? Which one is which one is which in this in this triad? Oh, interesting. I guess Chester, by definition, is Tommy Wiseau because he's the most notable. He has the closest haircut to him too. And then I guess yeah, actually, <laughs> he does. You know what? Chester looks exactly like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I think it took us so long to realize. Oh god! That, but here we are. Oh. <laughs> and the other two, I don't know. I could take or leave. I guess the shorter one's the kid. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. We did it. We um, did it. <laughs> anyway, so we have like a battle of the sexes brewing here is what we're leading up to. Yeah. It's a bit of a prank war. It's a bit of a battle of the sexes. Hijinks. Hijinks. Hijinks abound. Mm-hmm. We then cut to Paige and Alex at work and they're like cleaning out the nacho cheese Yes. gunk or whatever very gross job yeah and alex says fake cheese is one ingredient away from plastic and Paige responds with just like manny buzzing buzzing got fucking, her fucking got her <laughs> fuck yeah roasted toasted <laughs> uh look i'm a professional joke writer i don't know if uh, the <laughs> listeners know this i i couldn't dream <laughs> of writing a punchline this solid Alex Page, <laughs> comedy duo of the century. Oh, they're good. They got they're, they, they're they, the Abbott and Costello. They have the juice of a new generation. <laughs> they are the Lucas brothers of of now. Uh, but Alex, ever the voice of reason, says that Paige should redirect her anger at Mister O instead of Manny, which is you know true, <laughs> true. Uh, but Paige misses him regardless. Aww. I know this was a really annoying line where she's like, "Oh, but he miss him." But he miss him. So annoying. I didn't care for uh, that. But then Dylan shows up to Paige's work in a chivalrous machismo mood. Yeah, this this is something. Go ahead. Very older brother behavior, and he's like, "Where's Mister O? I want to kick his ass." Your sister is at her place of employment, Dylan. Yeah. Deal with this when she gets home, the place where you both live. Yeah, and Paige does to her point. She's like, "Are you preying on Marco?" <laughs> oh, I mean. Uh, uh and then uh, she does keep comparing this relationship to gay people though <laughs> she does and i'm like well that's i don't know um <laughs> i don't know about that uh <laughs> let's continue <laughs> but she does what well, regardless she gets dylan to calm down uh you know and he says that she says that mr o risked a lot to be with her and i'm like i, I, I guess but he also did throw you under the bus so i don't know i don't know Paige. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> regardless, she's in a sentimental mood, and so that night, uh, well, whatever. No, later, later. We'll pick up. We'll pick up. We'll with these. pick up. We'll pick up. So that night, the girls at Emma's decorate a tree in Chester's front lawn with pads and tampons, which is a very feminist piece of art. Sure. Now I'm like, seems oh. very expensive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> seems like a lot of money. I've bought tampons for people before. They're expensive. And I'm they like, shouldn't be. How many people boxes? People who menstruate are basically taxed for menstruating. Absolutely. Which they is should, stupid. We, we should have free uh, tampons yes, and pads I, for all. 100% agree. That but, is a, all a boot Degrassi official statement. But they are not free. 
And we, I know how expensive those are. And I'm like, how many boxes have you used for this prank? Like, that's yeah. like, gotta be at least... $200? Oh, I don't know about that much, but... Uh, <laughs> there was no. a lot of... Like, just think of how many tampons were on the It was a very tall tree. Yeah, um, that's true. Because, that t- yeah, she makes a star like, that's, like, out of tampons. It had, like, 12 tampons on it. Yeah. That's, like, half a box, right? <sighs> Or a full box it's, if you it's have a, a lot. box of 12. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's a lot. Um, anyway, it's expensive. This is an expensive prank. The The joke is on y'all for pulling this prank, honestly. Yeah. Well, the joke's especially on them because of what happens Well, next. so just as Emma is going to put the tampon star atop the tree, uh, she gets busted by the cops. And those girls ditch her hard. They, they do, flee. They don't even say, hey, Emma, the cops are here. They just run and leave her at the top of a ladder. Um, I thought this scene was really funny. What, when Chester pops his head out and he's like, whoa, what's going well, on out here? Well, so the editing, so, okay, so Emma's about, you know, it's at night, and Emma's about to put the tree, or the, the star on the tree, and then, like, police, like, just flash in her face. It yeah. She looks like a deer in the headlights, and, you know, and then we cut, and we see the police, like, looking at her, like, what are you doing here? Sure. It, and then it, Emma's it like, and she, like, <laughs> obviously is embarrassed, and she looks, again, she looks like a deer in the headlights, and then Chester just, like, lackadaisically comes out and is like, What's going on, With Emily? his, like, perfect hair. He yeah. clearly was not sleeping. Yeah, yawning and stretching performatively. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's, like, literal crickets in the background whenever they the, the cops catch Emma. It was funny. I like it. It was cute. Yeah. Good hijinks. Good hijinks. So, okay. Paige shows up to Mr. O's apartment, and she agrees to go along with his story. Uh, boo. 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 Don't do that. Don't like it. Uh, so, on Monday... Paige confesses to being inappropriate with Mr. O and says that she'll transfer out of the class. But as Mr. Simpson reminds her, there's only one junior class for media immersions, which means she'll fail the required class that is media immersions at this school. Uh, And because media immersions is apparently a required subject. um, And so this would like ruin her academics and like hold her back. She would lose a year. Yeah. And so that would fuck up not only her, like, grades, but, like, her college prospects down yes. the line. There's a lot riding on this media emergence <laughs> class, apparently. Uh, but Mr. Simpson suspects that it wasn't as one-sided as Paige is claiming. Because he saw the cowboy hat <laughs> at the park, and it got into the back of his brain. It was like, because you'll a- notice, she, she uh, Mrs. Hatsalakos keeps pressing Archie. She keeps saying, what did you see? What did you see? And he never actually says it. But I think that the only thing we can infer is that at the beginning of the episode, he saw that cowboy hat and he can't bring it up because it seems like such a specious accusation. Are you? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to dig himself into a hole. So I think he's like, that's what I think is going on. Are you sure it's not Hazel uh, saying, gee, you only have eyes for Paige, Mr. O. I, that's not oh okay i didn't forget about that <laughs> okay okay sure. okay um, i think it's the cowboy hat <laughs> i i think it's all the bulletin board uh dalliances yeah. but you know well they've been spending conservatively 45 minutes uh, uh, a day standing near a wall pretending to pin something into it while so. Paige makes bedroom eyes at him <laughs> yeah yeah um, Paige's hair looked good this episode i forgot to say good for her it looks good yeah the the extensions she got them in line they look good yeah um, they're less chunky so, uh, anyway, so Mr. Simpson is like, you know, I, I smell something's rotten in Denmark or something, blah, 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 blah. What? And, uh. I'm sorry, what? You don't know that phrase? No, what uh, is that? Rotten in Denmark. It's the thing. 
Um, okay. Anyway, I don't even know if I'm using it right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so Mr. O, who is clearly feeling, like, guilt, and yes. he's feeling pressured at this point, he admits that they had a relationship. In we, front of his professor. We had a relationship. We've yeah. seen each other outside of school. Yeah. And he takes full responsibility. And his zit has popped by now. <laughs> Literally, I feel like it was like a... Mm, the zit was like his... Uh, his what do you call it? Telltale heart. And when the zit <laughs> finally popped, he could, he could speak his truth to the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> this is clearly an Edgar Allan Poe thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah. They spent thousands of dollars to make that fake zit on Mr. O's head in order to get this subtext in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... Wrapping things up here. Okay. Chester seemingly buries the hatchet with Emma. And he tells her that his brothers, whose names are Chuck and Chad. Which is, yeah, we'll never talk about that again, but sure. Uh, we're just building lore for, for no reason at yeah. this point. <laughs> uh, anyway, he tells her that they are plotting revenge, but he's willing to be her mole. Um, he's got a lot of moles. He sure does. And I can say that as a mole haver. Uh, are we all mole havers, really? I would say I, Evan, recognize your your privilege. I have much more moles than you. I don't know. I do. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I think I'm. I think I'm probably one of the most notable mole havers in in gay media. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of moles. I can think. Like, I can think of a lot of people that have more moles. Who? <laughs> that uh, are gay. <laughs> that are gay. Exactly. Oh, definitely some. Nope. <laughs> I. <laughs> Well, well, I'll correct you on this yeah. later. Uh, Google it. Okay. This, this seems to suggest that Chester is going to have, like, a role going forward. But he literally does not. This is literally the last time we see him. Canon? No. <sighs> um, I like the canon. You know, I actually really like this B-plot. Uh, except for the fact that it just ends on a very random note. Like, yeah. what happened to girl power? Yeah. Uh, I think the whole, you know, girls versus boys thing, I mean, it's pretty service level, right? So I don't mind that being swept under the rug for this resolution. But I agree. The fact that this does not go anywhere is very unsatisfying. Well, but also, like, Emma's... Again, the reason we had this little, like, battle of the sexes, like, thing set up was because Emma was, like, I'm being, you know, slut-shamed, you know? Like, kind of came from, like, a real, like feminine rage that I didn't was, like, even connect legitimate. those two things but sure well yes. neither did the show <laughs> neither did the show yes. like it lost the plot and it I'm did. like it literally lost and I don't know I feel like there was something kind of like interesting there and I think the hijinks are fun like I like I enjoy this B plot but it just kind of doesn't go anywhere yeah Let's talk about this last gross scene in the park. <laughs> well, okay, so Paige and Mr. O, they meet up in the park to convene after the school meeting, and he reveals that his teaching career is over. As it should be. <laughs> uh, but he will, he still can get his bachelor's degree, so good for him. Good. Uh, and Stay away from the kids. Huh? And they can continue their relationship without keeping it secret. Yeah. And they can hug in a park or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so they, you know, they're, they're still on. They're still going strong. Hmm. Mr. What, what is their ship name? Mr. Mr. Okulchuk. Okulchuk. Oh. Okulchuk. Oleankulchuk. Oleankulchuk. I think that's it. Or, or maybe it's. No, I think we have it. Oleankulchuk. Are you sure it's not just like Pat? Or Mo Mage. <laughs> oh yeah, his name is Matt. 
yeah. as Manny will tell us. Yeah. So I guess it's just Mage. Mm. Um, you know, this episode is trashy and fun. It was very entertaining. I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah, I did too. I mean, we I mean, that Manny page fight, which yeah. continues to have reverberations throughout the rest of the season. Um. It's good. It's, it's great. Good. It's good Degrassi Look, content. Degrassi, sometimes its job is to be responsible and teach the kids lessons about life and stuff. And sometimes its job is to be a tawdry soap opera. And, and today, that's what it did. And that is what it delivered. And you know what? I, again, I still think this show sometimes struggles to, like, toe the line between those two, uh, you know, uh, directions. Strong, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what? Sometimes it can just go, just just be trash. Yeah, this was trash, and it was great trash. Yeah. It did. Did? did go there oh yeah i would say so yeah Yeah, i think so sure why not yeah i mean it trashily went there you know importantly at the end Paige says that you know she says she would have given up her year for him which is like oh my god Paige, no no but he even tells her that he says i wouldn't let you do that yeah i guess it's still very hard for me to root for this relationship but now that we're here mr o is displaying some better qualities than I'm used to seeing from him. So, sure. Yeah. I mean, now it's basically like if they, you know, if, 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 you know, Dylan and Marco, it's basically like their relationship at this point. Yeah, and I guess I wouldn't have a problem with that. But, I don't know. 17-year-old, 20-year-old. Okay, that's fine. But she's still, still, you know, his career still got derailed by this. I don't know. I feel, I still don't like, I don't like their prospects going forward. This is not a great starting off point. It's not. Um, Mommy, how did you meet Daddy? Well, it all started when I ruined his career. <laughs> well, we were standing by the bulletin board. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what did you learn today? All right, let me th- get up in front of the class here. Let's talk about what did we learn today. Uh, hello, I am Nick, and what I learned today is that th- toilets... You can just put them anywhere in the apartment. Don't worry about the plumbing. <laughs> just put them in the middle of the living room. But there is no living room. This is a studio building. This is a building full of studios. So yeah, put the toilet anywhere. <laughs> That's what I learned. What did you learn today, Evan? I learned that if you're going to have a clandestine relationship with your TA, be discreet and don't get into hallway cat fights. No. Nope. Don't do it. Honestly, doing way too much in the hallway. Doing almost kisses in the hallway doing cat fights in the hallway even if they're really mean even if they're really just mean. don't get into a cat fight honestly just stay out of the hallway i feel like that's <laughs> just part of avoid the hallway yeah especially if manny's there yeah yep all right well thank you so much for listening this was a lovely episode and the only programming note we have is we've got like maybe one or two episodes left this season and we've been having so much fun doing these recaps but we've blown through four seasons in a year so it's crazy we are thinking do we do fewer episodes a week like we just do one episode a week do we take longer breaks in between our seasons we basically are doing an hour and a half on two episodes every week maybe we should just do 45 minutes once a week you know maybe that would be better Mm -hmm. so i don't know we'll do some sort of poll or something sailor maybe we can talk about what that looks like uh and we'll figure out if there's any big format changes for season five but don't you worry evan and i are going to be recapping this show until the bitter end in five years in five years at, at this rate yeah. three years we'll gone. be done um, and, I'll, and then I'll never speak to you again <laughs> we'll shake hands and we'll go our we'll, separate ways can't wait can't wait <laughs> looking forward to it well if you would like to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts do um, it yeah a good rating a good one please only a good one not a bad one and if you write it there and we remember to look then we'll read it <laughs> if we remember <laughs> uh, until next time 
I'm Nick. <laughs> and we still haven't figured out a sign-off. You didn't say... You should say adieu. your name if I say I'm Nick. And I'm Evan, and we still haven't find, figured out a sign-off. Okay. Adieu. Bye. <laughs>